Please listen with the motivation of bodhicitta, thinking of all sentient beings, and so um, realizing that, uh, actualizing that actually we're studying uh, these teachings here, we came here today in order to study these teachings, so as to be able to lead all these sentient beings who have been our parents to uh, the state of complete enlightenment, the complete freedom from all suffering. So with this kind of motivation, uh, should we listen to the, to the teachings? Uh, teachings that is given on the, um, the Shastra, uh, the, uh, the Mahayana Uttara Tantra Shastra, which is, uh, and we reach the third part in the, in the fourth uh, points of its explanation, which is the explanation of the treatise itself, which is presented into three parts. This first present, uh, presentation of the body, the scriptures, that is, of all the, uh, uh, the different points together. And then there's a presentation of the limbs, and means an individual presentation of each of the parts. And then there's a conclusion, we're in the second part, the individual presentation of each part. And so in this individual presentation, there are two also sections. First, presentation of uh, the uh, the result the fruition that is to be attained is the three noble ju- uh, the three jewels and then there's uh, a 
presentation of the four remaining parts, which are the way to reach this fruition of the three jewels. And so we're in the second, which is presented in four parts for each of the uh, the four points. And we're in the first explanation of the uh, the Dharma that. Um, um, uh, so sorry, the uh, the um, the. Uh, presentation of the four points is presented in, in three parts. It's first, pre general presentation uh, of points which are common to all four, individual presentation of each, and then the um, uh, presentation of the benefits. So we're in the, uh, the pre individual presentation of each, which is presented in four parts for each of the, uh, of the four points. And the first so is the, uh, the Dharma Datu, which is presented in eight points, and we're in the fifth of those eight points, which is a uh, presentation of the uh, linked analogies and in this um, presentation explanation of the uh, analogies uh, linked uh, by the previous section then there are uh, two parts the um, um, so there's uh, two parts. First presents how the, uh, uh, the defilement and the uh, Present the um, mm. so the the first present how the defilement and the element relate uh, so together uh, to their uh, example, and then in the second part it shows how the, uh, the defilement and the element uh, relate uh, to their example individually looking at each uh, separately looking at, uh, at how the uh, defilement relate to the example and how the uh, essence uh, relate to the example so we're in the first section showing how the uh, both uh, defilement and uh, element together relate to the example and this has uh, three parts this presentation first of how the uh, the basic space is omnipresent in sentient beings second a detailed explanation of the analogies um, and then third is a summary which uh, shows actually how it is it has always been uh, the case from um, beginningless time so um, the uh, uh, the uh, we are now in the, in the second part which is the detailed explanation of the uh, analogies and their meaning and there are um, eight examples which are presented so there are eight, uh, nine examples or so nine examples Nine, uh, so nine sections for the nine examples, and the, um, which are uh, each presented in three parts. This first presentation of the example um, itself, and then there's the uh, presentation of the meaning that the uh, analogy illustrates. And then thirdly, bringing the two together and showing how the analogies illustrate the meaning. And in that, so we um, uh, come to explain up to and including the, uh, the sixth example um, and then we come now to the uh, um, the so the sixth example of the uh, sprout in a tiny seed, and we come now to the explanation of the uh, the seventh 
example, which is uh, the statue of a Buddha in a ragged cloth. ก็สรรมบทนั้นเอาไปดูชาไปกินจัลวิกูถ้าหาจังกิจ่าชิมบทนั้นเนาะจ่าชิมบทเรตีนั้นนะดิเอ่อเกยงบาชิกิเนาะ
uh, the Buddha statue, they can't see it because it is covered in the cloth. But not only can't they see it, they don't even entertain the thought that you have this priceless statue that would be inside this uh, ragged cloth. And it, so it takes to uh, uh, a god, someone with a divine eye, to see who can see through the cloth and sees uh, the presence of this uh, incredible uh, statue there, lying on the on the side of the of the road uh, without anyone noticing. So um, to um, actually uh, come up and then um, and say, you know, tell people, tell some people, well, there's, you know, there in this in this uh, terrible cloth there, there uh, there is a um, um, a priceless statue. So you may want to go and uh, and uh, retrieve it from there. Then. <laughs> Kulasikotomanibijanga Sanjin uh Xiang Gusulin The meaning. the meaning is that those possessing unobstructed eyes which see all phenomena, these are the Buddhas, seeing the actual sugata, the element, wrapped in the manifold aspects of the adventitious emotions, desire and the rest, 
and present even in such lowly animals as worms and so on, like removing the statue from the ragged cloth in order to get the element liberated from its adventitious defilements, will teach the means to set it free. So, <clears throat> the meaning that this analogy illustrates is as follows. It says that the... Um, says those possessing unobstructed eyes which see all phenomena so that refers to the buddha who in their omniscience are able to see uh, all phenomena to see all things so the buddhas uh, see uh, the actual uh, sugata um, that is the sugata gaba the the element the buddha nature which is um present in sentient beings but um in sentient beings it is wrapped in the manifold aspects of the adventitious emotions, desire, and so on. So it is um, covered in those um, destructive emotions of uh, desire, aversion, ignorance, if uh, and then all the the sufferings that uh, that come from that. So all wrapped up in the destructive emotions and suffering. So if you want to go into more detail, they are wrapped into those um, six root disturbing emotions and the twenty secondary disturbing emotions, or <coughs> to be. Uh, actually more precise, talk about the um, 84,000 different uh, destructive emotions. So that uh, so those are the uh, um, uh, the obscurations that uh, cover the uh, the Buddha nature, the Sukkata Gaba, and those um, uh, adventitious. So those adventitious um, phenomena that are the destructive emotions cover this uh, Sukkata Gaba, and the Buddhas are able to see that with their uh, in their omniscience, with their wisdom, they are able to see that that even though so sentient beings have all those uh, destructive emotions, they are just adventitious um, phenomena, obscurations that cover this uh, Buddha nature that is present in all sentient beings. And it says here that they are present even in such lowly animals as worms. That is. Um, we do not doubt that uh, the Buddha nature is present in um, in human beings, for example, but there's uh, or some um, other animals. But there, uh, we may doubt that actually it is present even in um, sentient beings such as worms, and uh, do not think that they also have the Buddha nature. But here, so the uh, um, it is uh, the text uh, text indicate that actually this um, Buddha nature is present in absolutely all sentient beings. And that includes uh, worms and even the the lowest uh, animals or have this uh, uh, this Buddha nature, the actual sugata within themselves, but just only covered by the uh, um, by the um, obscurations of uh, the adventitious emotions, and so. <clears throat> So it's like removing the statue from the ragged cloth in order to get the element liberated from its adventitious defilements. The Buddhas will teach the means uh, to set it free. So seeing that sentient beings have this uh, Buddha nature which is uh, covered, obstructed in the, um, um, the adventitious uh, emotions and so uh, sentient beings are not aware of it, cannot see it. So in order to uh, be able to reveal it in the same way that the uh, the god with his uh, superpowers was able to see that uh, there was this um, incredible priceless statue in the ragged cloth. In the same way also, the Buddha able to see that the Sugata Agaba is present within sentient beings, only covered by the ra ragged cloth of destructive emotions, then then um, set out to 
uh, teach, to explain to sentient beings, to show uh, to sentient beings the way to liberate themselves from those uh, obscurations of the destructive emotions and uh, to uh, actualize this um, Sugata Gaba. Then relating the analogy to the meaning, that's the next section. So he says, just as an image of the Tathagata, precious in nature, wrapped in the foul-smelling ragged cloth and lying at a crossroads, is seen by the eyes of a god who, so that the image will be liberated from its coverings, shows people that it is there. So too, the element, the Sugatagaba, wrapped in the rag of the emotions and lying in the road of samsaric existence, is seen to be present even among animals by uh, the Buddhas, who, so that it will uh, be liberated from its obscurations, teach the Dharma. So, the um, the image um, in our example, so there is a, a very precious image of Buddha, Tathagata, in, um, that is wrapped in a foul-smelling a ragged cloth, and which is lying at a crossroads. And this um, god with his uh, superpower is able to see that, and um, so takes to uh, tell um, others, tell people that it is there so that they can uh, retrieve it and uh, treat it with the... Uh, um, the respect that uh, should be taken this uh, this kind of a uh, statute, and so in the same way also, so there is just as there is this uh, very precious image of the Buddha that is in this uh, ragged cloth. Uh, in the same way also, the Buddha in nature is wrapped in the rag of the destructive emotions, and it lies at the crossroads of uh, samsaric existence. And so, in the same way that is this. this um, 
um, this place with uh, all those people, uh, all those passersbys, and the, the kind of uh, crossroads. So in the same way, also, it is in this. Um, it lies at the at the crossroads of samsara, with all this movement of samsara, and um, but and it seemed to be a present even among animals by the conquerors, by the Buddhas. So the Buddhas are able to see that actually all sentient beings who so are the um, who lie in the road of uh, samsaric existence then have within themselves this Sugatagaba, only it is covered by this rag of uh, of the emotions. And so just as uh, so the god who saw the uh, precious statue took to uh, inform people that it was there so that they can uh, retrieve it, in the same way also the Buddhists seeing that Sugatagaba instant in beings uh, who are not aware of it, then um, start to teach in order to uh, show them the path uh, to liberation so that they can liberate themselves from the obscurations of the destructive emotions that prevent them from uh, seeing that. And so in order to do this, teach the Dharma. So this section was a section relating the uh, analogy with the meaning. ぐめばんがしそれは。だ、ぶめらさんのたまいな。にそうにんばたそばしら、めでにんでんでち。てにぐめばそれ。ぐめばせんで、え、てにがそれ。ロバチにんたたん。だってでかんやめばちねら。
呃,我让了什么东西,呃,所以你们把这些人,你说我请你,所以我们,呃,等于,等于,等于,等于,等于,等于,等于,等于,等于,等于,等于,等于,等于,等于,等于,等于,等于,等于,等于,等于,等于,
such as hostels or, or rocks or you know like living in a, um, in caves and so on it says hostels here when we say uh, hostel we need to be clear also that we're not talking about you know the kind of hostel that we find nowadays you know like a guest house you know where uh, you give you know good amount of money and then you have a very comfortable room with all you know facilities and so on this is not what we're talking about here when uses this term hostel more if you think about um, how it was you know uh, before when uh, people were mostly traveling by foot and so had you know those long journey and then on the side of the road there was just those very very uh, simple um, just, you know houses you just had uh, like a roof and uh, some walls and uh, so that kind of uh, uh, places this is what it refers to here and says uh, uh, rock uh, so the, um, the the Tibetans uh, needs to be uh, mended slightly it says Jakip uh, instead of uh, Drakil, uh, so with a ba, and that means that basically in the, in caves, you know, it's like inside the, the rocks, in the, in caves, she would just, uh, you know, um, stay wherever she would find a, a little bit of a, uh, of a, a protection from the, uh, from the weather and so on. So that's um, in those so, uh, caves, Drakip, and um, so she, um, so this woman who is in, in this very uh, uh, difficult situation, uh, so without any protection, ju just living, you know, in the in the those uh, uh, sleeping wherever she she find a, a place to sleep, um, he's pregnant of uh, the uh, a universal uh, monarch, those, uh, those uh, great uh, uh, rulers. A universal monarch is, um, you know, someone who just becomes uh, very naturally uh, extremely powerful and uh, having, you know, um, immediately gaining uh, naturally control over vast uh, areas and getting to hold also what we call the seven emblems of royalty, having the, uh, uh, that is the, the precious jewel, the precious will, the precious queens and so on. And so um, then... Uh, once you know the child is born, then the uh, yeah, of course the mother would find a naturally uh, protection, and but at the moment she had this uh, this son, this uh, uh, who is bound to become extremely powerful in her womb, but she's not aware of it. She doesn't know it, and so therefore also uh, no one else knows about it. If even she doesn't know, then how could you know other people know that she's uh, pregnant of uh, of a universal ruler? So. It means that, um, and and so because of that, then people, you know, abuse her because of her condition, you know, being so poor, being having no one to protect her, take care of her. Then it just uh, she's just uh, left to the uh, uh, abuse and the rebuke of uh, of others. And um, but then, uh, if uh, people were to know that she was pregnant of this universal ruler, then she would immediately fi find, you know, uh, protections and people to help her out. Mm -hmm. ดิเอจนั่นเดินสิบาสิบาเกวานี่ดวงน่าสนใจเกินเมพีแต่สิบาเกวีเกสิมเจนเดดานสิมเจนเดดานเอ่อดวงน่าชอบเป๋เกินเ
呃，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，嗯，
are like the present woman, uh, pregnant woman. So sentient beings are like the pregnant woman, and the uh, um, samsara is like this, uh, those home without protection. And but because of what is uh, present in them, then in the in those women, uh, women they are uh, protected with refuge uh, from uh, suffering. So there is uh, in the so, um, but it says because of what is present in them, uh, they are protected with a refuge uh, from suffering. So it is um, because of knowing that um, they have this potential. When knowing, you know that um, uh, f um, there is this uh, potential within themselves, that there is this Buddha nature within themselves. So in case, in the example, is you know the universal monarch. But when sentient beings know that there is Buddha nature uh, in them, then they find uh, refuge from suffering. In the same way that, you know, when the uh, pregnant woman so, uh, know that there is the... Uh, um, the universal ruler uh, in their womb, when people know that, then, you know, immediately they'll find people to help them out because, you know, uh, they're going to give birth to this incredible uh, ruler. And so knowing that, then already now they are uh, helping uh, the woman and, and protect her. So in the same way also, when we know that there is the... Uh, uh, when sentient beings know that... Um, the Buddha nature is present within themselves, then they find a refuge from suffering. And so, again, the uh, undefiled uh, element, the Buddha nature, is like the king who dwells in their womb. Mm. ルミザンウィンジランチビンギョギョンバソネ軍神てにミドビエスーダンデンバあだからやぼさよまれてにちゅうんじゃやだんてんでかんねほいんでミドビエスーダンデンバラソネうんでんばらせいたぼんじゃ
So relating the um, analogy to the meaning, just as uh, the woman, her unpleasant-looking body dressed in stained and dirty clothes, as in a womb a great king who will be lord of the world, yet experiences the worst of suffering in homes without protection and deprived of anyone to help her, just so beings who, although they have had protection present within their own minds, think they have no protection. And since by the power of the emotions their minds are not at peace, they stay in samsara, grounded in suffering. <coughs> so, that's the, um, when relating so the um, analogy to the meaning, then see that the, uh, so the mo woman with her, says, her uh, unpleasant looking body, so dressed in stained and dirty uh, clothes, so she doesn't have any, uh, good things to wear, just uh, terrible clothes, and uh, and uh, being in this terrible situation without any uh, protection uh, in those uh, homes, without protection, deprived of anyone to help her, um, and but has uh, in a womb a great king, who who will be the lord of the world. So in the same way, also uh, sentient beings have um, are at the present in the uh, in the samsara, and. <coughs> And they think they don't have any uh, protection, that they are like this woman who lives in those uh, um, homes there, kind of, uh, or on the street, and uh, without any support. But actually, in themselves, they have uh, this good nature, and which is uh, their refuge. But because they don't know that, then uh, because of not knowing uh, bec uh, that they have this good nature, then they don't uh, do... Uh, what it takes in order to actualize that they do not practice the uh, practice the path they don't uh, so don't um, do a start to um, to purify the obscurations that cover this uh, Buddha nature and that is of because of not knowing that so just as in the example where the woman doesn't know that she has in her womb this uh, uh, that um, one who is to become the the lord of the world that's going to rule over the whole world, then because of not knowing that, then she's in this terrible situation where they just abuse her, and in the same way also sentient beings because of not knowing that they have this uh, uh, right uh, this protection, this refuge within themselves that is the Buddha nature, then they are just uh, exposed to all the uh, to all the um, uh, uh, the suffering and the, uh, the abuses of uh, samsaric existence. But were they to know that within themselves they have this Buddha nature, 
then they would uh, start to um, apply the uh, the path and uh, start to to reveal this in this nature, coming to um, in touch with the fact that they have this nature that uh, they can uh, actualize it. Sadamji だ、セルディラ、ね、かそれ、シェンギルテメバ、ラーラソシェンギルテメバ、セルザマデンデレ、え、チェペ、ソニン、チェダン、チェニ。うん、だ、パイソニンラソバデンデンバレ、チェダン
and um, so you have this statue inside, so made of uh, made of uh, incredibly pure gold, which is also like uh, perfect, you know, with all the, the the perfect proportions and characteristic of a of a, of a statue, and and so and it is uh, in itself, so it is uh, um, a statue which is free of any defilement, you know, like the defilement of the the kind of a uh, the muddy kind of a clay mold that is you know around it it, it doesn't you know uh, alter in any way it's not um, and so the the statue itself even though it is inside that clay uh, mold is uh, uh, perfectly pure the gold it is made of is uh, completely pure and uh, also its proportions its shape and everything all its characteristics are uh, perfect and so um those it says when those who know it uh, to be like that see it in order to cleanse the gold inside of its dirt they remove uh, the outer covering so um so in order to cleanse the gold inside um of its uh the obscurations that are around it it is uh, so in order to um to remove that uh kind of a terrible uh, clay um covering of uh, the beautiful statue then um, some people who don't know it, but people who do know that the, you have this uh, incredibly perfect, beautiful statue inside the clay, what they would do? Well, they would just take the clay away. So that's the um, the example, the analogy. Nee え、ジュイナ、ピダ、セダ、セニーナ、ピダチェニー、カカチェニー、ユーディグレ、ビダンテドグヨマ、ディナシジェニー、セムジンギジュナイジュイ、デワシビ、ニンボンデアン、ノー
is that um, naturally, so all sentient beings have this uh, uh, clear light nature of the Sugata Gaba, but it is uh, obscured, covered by the uh, so by the obscurations, by the the stains of uh, the destructive emotions, which are uh, adventitious and therefore uh, can be removed. And so when um, and so when the um, uh, the Buddhas uh, so see that see that uh, within uh, sentient beings there is this uh, um, incredibly precious uh, golden um, statue or uh, golden representation of the of the Buddha that is um, you know example an analogy for the uh, for the Buddha uh, nature within sentient beings, and when uh, they see uh, they see that, then um, that it is enclosed in the uh, um, the kind of a muddy uh, mold of uh, sentient beings. Then uh, what they they do is that they take to remove those adventitious obscurations of the um, um, so. Uh, removing the uh, adventitious obscurations so that uh, the sentient beings can actualize a complete enlightenment, actualize its full potential uh, means uh, revealing the golden statue that is closed in, uh, in sentient beings. Look, say Nando Chupa, the looks on the Chilola, Casuasaki Tumisawa, the Nilla looks, Penangalanzo, a good isola, look, look, say, don't look, say on the Panalola, thus a googie number to chat on, sir, Denny, Dinalola Casola, Serda, Denny Sanga, Denny Lugni, Tenshaji to Zola, look, say, you know, looking now choosing on the ダンロギ古で、トムシャセキチロギ、パクワテソラタ、ルクセネシェドワ。え、ルギ、ナンドチュパソネタ、ダンデ、ナンロギ古で、トムシャセキタカソネネダチンバインデ、ルギナンドチ
七六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六六
So in the uh, again in the example here when the term uh, peaceful is used here that means um, that the, we are not talking about the uh, destructive emotions here we're just talking about you know uh, the fact that the the gold itself is completely pure and it's not mixed with the clay you know so that's what peaceful refers to it's just an image for for that saying that you know even though so the statue is inside uh, the cast then the 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 clay and the you know mud that makes the uh, the cast doesn't uh, mix with with the gold and uh, doesn't um, uh, alter it in any way so it is undefiled and therefore peaceful so <clears throat> whose nature is recognized by a skilled sculptor who then removes the clay from outside it um, so this um, the the sculpture so you have this uh, uh, again this beautiful statue inside the cast and the sculpture would know you know who had a pretty good idea uh, of what is in there you know would know about the the image that he you know he casted and so uh, what it looks like and so uh, he, what he wants to do is then to to reveal this uh, the beautiful golden <coughs> statue and in order to do this he needs to remove uh, the 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 clay that is around the statue, and in order to remove the clay around the statue, he would go little by little. You know, you don't take a big hammer and start, you know, hammering the cast um, because then you might break the statue as well in the process. So you may want to be a little bit cautious so that you don't, you know, um, uh, you don't destroy the the statue as you try to remove the the cast. Yeah. Then, <clears throat> so uh, to the omniscient ones uh, know the mind um, at peace from the emotions the level of the primordial wisdom of Buddha which is like pure gold and proceeding through ways of explaining the Dharma the methods for removing obscurations like tool to pierce and strike away surrounding clay they remove the elements of obscurations so here's the same in the so this um, analogy so illustrate the situation where the sentient beings have within themselves the Buddha nature which is like this uh, this perfect uh, golden statue of Buddha within themselves which is enclosed in sentient beings which are like the the, the, the caste um, and then um, but it is uh, the omniscient um, ones so the, the the Buddha know that uh, the mind of sentient beings, so um, at peace, so when it's not um, agitated by the uh, um, uh, destructive emotions, or rather that the the nature of the mind of sentient beings is like this statue, which is always at peace, never stained by it, so the the clay of uh, the caste, and in the same way also the nature of the mind, the uh, the Buddha nature is uh, never stained by all the uh, destructive emotions of uh, the um, of uh, that uh, sentient <laughs> beings have and so seeing that then uh, they proceed to reveal this buddha nature that is uh, enclosed in uh, sentient beings 
and do that by teaching the path. And so uh, it says, like tools to pierce and strike away the sur surrounding clay. That is, again, in this way, it's not like you would come with like the big hammer and try to um, hammer the, uh, the the break the the cast as just one go, you know. But you have to to chip it and to to remove, you know, uh, uh, bits by bits in order to uh, to um, harm the. Uh, or to destroy the, the statue. So in the same way also the way the Buddhas are teaching is that they're showing, you know, stage by stage to sentient beings how to um, actualize this uh, Buddha nature they have within themselves. Mm. <laughs> それ、え、え、Sanjay え、ジュルイジャルボチ、ニンゴバディセルギスソレ、シンシェ、え、ペンデラギ、ニワルチェン、ニワルチェンベリンダ、デレチネペラサムタウエナ、ジブジャダンジブジナンバニーウェデ。
the element uh, together. I use the uh, the example to present uh, both both aspects. And so here in this summary, we show how uh, the uh, both the uh, defilements and the element have been uh, primordially present. And so it says by saying that they are like a lotus, so that's the uh, of a faded color. So that's the first uh, example. Second is the swarm of bees. The third is a grains uh, husk. So here first there are the um, the example of uh, uh, the analogies relating to the defilements. So fourth is the the filth. The fifth is the earth, and sixth uh, fruits uh, rind. Seven uh, ragged cloth, eight a woman's womb, and the uh, ninth is the uh, mold of uh, clay. So those are the uh, the nine examples that illustrate. Uh, so again, the uh, the defilements, and then uh, the um, the nature, the element, the root of nature is illustrated by uh, the uh, in the first example by the uh, Buddha, the second the um, honey, the third uh, kernel. The fourth, uh, gold, and in the fifth is a treasure. Sixth is uh, a tree. So that is, uh, remember, in this small uh, grain there, then you have this huge uh, free, uh, tree that uh, that can grow out of this small um, grain. And then <coughs> the seventh is the uh, the precious uh, image, and eighth is the universal monarch, and uh, ninth is uh, the golden uh, statue. And so it says with these analogies, the meaning uh, the symbolize is explained. So the the meaning that the, there's um, so those are used in order to uh, illustrate particular meaning that we're going to uh, explain now to to go over now. ね、日本版でだ。え、死で割し日本版でだ。え、死で割し日本版でだ。え、死で割し日本版でだ。え、死で割し日本版でだ。え、死で割し日本版でだ。え、死で割し日本版でだ。え、死で割し日本版でだ
So, the meaning that these analogies illustrate is uh, the following, that the emotions that enclose the element or affinity in all beings, being unrelated to the nature of uh, the mind, are adventitious to it. And so, <clears throat> the uh, uh, emotions, um, the destructive emotions, so... Um, uh, enclose the uh, the element, so the element is present in all sentient beings, but it is covered by the destructive emotions, and so the element or gotra, that is, <coughs> uh, the element of gotra in all sentient beings, again is uh, covered by those destructive emotions, but <coughs> those destructive emotions are unrelated to uh, the nature of mind, that is to uh, the element, because they are um, they are actually adventitious to it, so they are not. Um, uh, things that are uh, related to the uh, um, uh, to the to the gotra, they're just um, advantages and therefore can be removed. Uh, so, even though they have been uh, together with the dharma to without uh, beginning, so there is uh, a sentient beings always had have had um, were, uh, so it says beginningless time it means we've been circling in uh, samsara. For uh, for an incredibly long time, uh, says so uh, time without beginning, and while circling in samsara, we do have uh, destructive emotions. But it is not the case that we may have destructive emotions without the uh, the dharma datu. That is uh, the dharma datu, the element has always been also present in sentient beings. So um, uh, together with the uh, destructive emotions, so both have been uh, present um, together from beginning less time in sentient beings. So this is what those um, illust uh, examples, analogies uh, illustrate, that sentient beings have uh, this Buddha nature, which is covered by the destructive emotions, um, but those uh, destructive emotions which cover it are, are not related to it and are just adventitious to it. And both of them have been present from beginning less time. And therefore, the nature of mind, the undefiled element, without beginning and tainted by those faults, remains the nature of vast and complete purity. And so, therefore, sentient beings, um, so since they always have um, had this um, dharmada to nature, this um, element, this gotra, um, present within themselves, which is being unrelated to the adventitious uh, destructive emotions, they're never stained by them. The, the destructive emotion never uh, can never alter this element. And so this element, which has always been present in sentient beings, together with destructive emotions, is has always been primordially pure, since it is uh, by nature completely pure and can't be altered in any way by the destructive emotions, then all sentient beings have uh, always have had so um, within themselves, together with the, uh, the destructive emotions that they have as sentient beings, this um, a completely pure uh, nature of um, the Sugatagaba. That's the meaning of, the, uh, of those examples, what they illustrate. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, we come now to the second section, which is um, uh, presenting so the uh, um, the defilement and the um, the element uh, in relation to uh, their analogies, <coughs> respective analogies, uh, separately. The first section in this presentation of the analogies was uh, presenting uh, both the element and the um, and the obscurations together in the examples, in the analogies. And now in these next sections, we're going to see uh, each one individually, seeing uh, how the, uh, uh, looking at the, the defilements and how they relate to their different analogies, and the, uh, then the element, how it relates to the different analogies. Uh, but that, we might, um, we might leave it here for, for today, and we'll start with that uh, tomorrow. So in uh, the meantime, if you have some, uh, some questions... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. um, that was these verses. Um, just wondering if you, you had any advice for us on how to when we study these verses we spend a lot of time memorizing them and, and, and memorizing the outline and different points of the explanation but also um, how important it is to, to contemplate, to really reflect on the meaning. And maybe you have some, some uh, you could say a few words about how to reflect, how to contemplate on the verses in the text like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 조대쪽에 저 
这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这个是这
a quite uh, you know certainty definitive understanding of what emptiness is about because we talk about meditating on emptiness you can meditate practice you know um, on emptiness and but then unless you you really clear about what uh, emptiness is then you may uh, just practice and just may void you know and just the mere absence of existence and meditate upon that and since it is not actually the uh, 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 what uh, um, emptiness actually is, that won't have you know the same uh, capacity to uh, remove obscurations. That won't be you know the means that uh, we are expecting it is to um, uh, go further on the path and remove uh, obscurations. And so this is that is when we start to meditate with have without having a full um, understanding, uh, develop that kind of confidence in uh, to and certainty as uh, regarding the uh, authentic, you know, meaning of what is taught. So here, emptiness. So unless you have that, then you won't be able to practice genuinely, and uh, have more chance to be uh, sidetracked in your uh, in your uh, in your pa practice. And so, therefore, this aspect of uh, um, receiving teachings, you know, learning the teachings and reflecting upon them is uh, crucially important as a first step to develop. And here, these teachings are given, the teaching, the Gyulama, the Uttara Tantra Shastra. So uh, he's um, so talking about this, uh, the Buddha nature from this perspective of uh, the first two wisdom tools of you know, receiving teachings and reflecting upon them. Those are given as a way to help us develop a definitive understanding of uh, the uh, of what the Sugata Gaba is, because there's so many ways in which we can misunderstand it. That uh, so that those teachings are given here in order to help us develop that understanding. You know, little by little, by receiving those those teachings where they explain, and then you know we think about it, and so develop that kind of certainty in the meaning that is taught. And so this is uh, from that uh, you know perspective more than those. Uh, um, the teachings here are given, and this is uh, again extremely important that uh, that we develop that um, definitive understanding of the uh, authentic meaning you know that is taught otherwise uh, and then once we have that you know having developed that kind of confidence, then we can um, um, then practicing so like in the in the Dzogchen, based on the peace instruction of our teacher, then that, uh, all that you know start to uh, to make sense and, and becomes really you know uh, authentic practice. And so that is based on that kind of on that definitive understanding that we develop through the first two wisdom tools. That, and uh, this text is more about that. Is more about working with those two wisdom tools, so that we can later grow to that kind of practice. Mm -hmm. Regarding that developing that certainty with the first two wisdom tools, does it does it do they sort of happen at the same time? Like do, you, do the listening and hearing and the contemplation and reflection does it, it happen together? As when you, you you memorize the teachings and you try to get the different points, does it naturally is that naturally a process of contemplation, or is is the contemplation something that after you've understood the teachings, you actually have to engage in separately as sort of a process of its own. And, and how exactly does that work? Does that not make sense? After... Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 
Um, so, yeah, well, generally you would have like the first two wisdom tools, you receive teachings, reflect upon them, and then, you know, when this, this is established, then you'd meditate, you know, on what you've, you've understood, otherwise a little bit, you know, kind of uh, doesn't bring much uh, result or benefit. Um, as for the first two, listening and, uh, and uh, contemplation, then uh, uh, that, you know, people do that. Sometimes, you know, it happens kind of together. Sometimes first, you know, you learn and then you reflect. There's no, like, you know, set rule on this, you know. Just uh, that depends. And also to, to maybe to add something on this also, there's different. Uh, we need to see that there are different types of teachings as well. You know, when you when you, for example, teachings um, that are extremely important, uh, such as um, teachings on uh, bodhicitta, compassion, loving kindness, and so on. That you know, you receive those teachings, you reflect upon them, and then also because they are quite straightforward, then you know, it's also um, easy to to meditate and to uh, on them. You know, kind of almost you know, kind of together you do that. You know. There's no problem. But when it comes to teachings like emptiness and like the Buddha nature, then that's a little bit, you know, a little bit more uh, difficult there. Because uh, if you, you know, you need to really spend more time to try to really uh, come to understand what, what it is. And also, you cannot actually uh, just meditate on uh, what you've, you've received as a, you know, just you receive those teachings and then you meditate on the Sugata Gaba without relying on the pith instruction of the teacher that might not be so efficient, you know, uh, as a way to, in order to, you know, remove the obscurations. 
that uh, you need to rely on the peace instructions of the teacher. And like uh, this is so based on those teachings that you received, because those teachings here are you know uh, the same as the they're based on the same kind of uh, uh, logic and. Uh, uh, than the uh, the Dzogchen teachings that you know that goes in the same direction and so once you receive those teachings and develop that understanding then based on the peace instruction of uh, the teacher when when you practice based on the peace instruction of the teacher then that, you know to uh, really uh, become otherwise if you just try to meditate you know based on what you've uh, heard receivers teachings and uh, you reflected upon uh, when it comes to uh, the Buddha nature the Tathagatagaba that might not, you know, uh, work so well that way. You need to rely on the peace instruction of the teacher. Mm-hmm. Well, I, am, uh, I have a question, and it concerns, of course, the, the translation of your meditation. But it's on page 16, and there it says, in the commentary, um, they perfectly see, and when they have cleansed all beings who are, and that's it, who are like the clay that is the source of the precious good. And this uh, puzzled me the clay that is the source of the precious gold. The clay is, of course, uh, a defilement, but here the beings are also compared to the clay. Um, could uh, mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. or explain this to me? Yeah. Because it's like a cause for something which is uncompounded だるみじせるでじゅんなせるせっだんごこのじゅんいじゅんほんでまいんばちえてねさんのまたんちえうんせるでなだんごじゅんいじゅんほんでさんのまたんばちえうんだあ何ぞけてんがらせるででんばち
that way of understanding. So in the same way, you know, the statue come from uh, the caste. So it's not like you know, like the the source, like the you know, substantial cause in that in that sense. It was more like mm -hmm. the origin, mm -hmm. if you want, something a bit broader. so um here's so it's the same it's like you know it's fr it's a sentient being that reach enlightenment you know so from sentient being that that you know buddhahood you know comes about so this is uh, in this way that this is un understood here you know it's not like a very deep or uh, anything like that but it's more you know in that sense that kind of because when sentient beings practice the path as a result you know they reach buddhahood so like a buddha comes from you know if you want a sentient being that has practiced the path you know. so in that sense so there's sentient nothing what's that sentient being has the elements um it says it's the sources yeah uh, they have the element and then yeah yeah and so the the, the purified element comes from so whether whether you you think of you know the, the Buddha nature the element or you think of the Buddha it's the same anyway they they are the same you know it's not it's not different it's just different context yeah so that's uh, is that is that okay? Okay. Did you just say the sentient being and the element are the same? No, Buddha's in the element. Buddha's in the element. Okay. But I do have a question. Keep talking. Um, it's just the very last point um, that was made on page sixty-one, um, so Jeremy translated the presenting. Um, defilements elements together showing how they're both primordially present and um, is that um, is that because beings have always been deluded since the beginning of this time that? 
defilements at their primordial present because beings just have been deluded. だな、あ、あと<音楽><音楽><音楽> で、先人に聞けちゃうよ、ま、三人に聞けちゃうよ。だ、これ、ちくた、ぬがぎ、しょんとすね、しばなにちに。しぎ、なわで、しゃろんで。らないんば、はごで、とるどぐ。で、三人
where it explains that uh, primordially there is uh, the ground. And the ground is uh, when there is um, delusion, when being deluded regarding the ground, and that is the sentient beings. And when there is uh, when it is liberated, when the appearance that rise are liberated, naturally liberated, that is a Buddha. But at the level of the ground, there is no uh, delusion or liberation. It is, you know, the primordial ground before any kind of liberation, before any kind of uh, delusion. So this is the way it is um, uh, explained those teachings. And so uh, the, uh, the ground, when, uh, and so that is, uh, to use like Tantra terminology, says that the appearances of the ground arise when the uh, um, when the appearances of the ground then arise then either they're recognized or not and so as being uh, the uh, the self appearances of the ground when they are recognized to be self appearances that is liberation is the buddha when they are not recognized as being self appearances but taken as something else then that is delusion that is uh, sentient beings and so this is the way in which so uh, sentient beings uh, come about and which are always uh, ever endowed with this uh, dhammata nature and at the level of the dhammata nature there's not a distinction between Buddhas between sentient beings it's primordially there's a primordial ground primordial nature um, and so sentient beings also always have that it's not like you could have you know those destructive emotions or obscurations without the ground because on the ground, the appearances when the appearances of the ground rise, then when not recognizing those, then there is uh, this is what we call you know being deluded and uh, becoming sentient beings. And so this is the way it is understood that from uh, beginningless time there is this um, both aspect you know um, of uh, delusion and dharmata um, nature are uh, present in sentient beings. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. At the time of the ground, the delusion. No delusion. And sentient beings are present. What was the last thing that you said? At the time of the ground? I, I, I didn't talk about it. The time of the <laughs> ground was the beginning. So at the. At the at the time of the <coughs> the ground, at the time of the ground, there's no discussion of sentient beings or Buddhas. And so when there's a so therefore, we can't, you know, say that this primordial ground is the nature of the Buddhas and the nature of uh, sentient beings, because there's no sentient beings, no, no Buddhas at the level of the ground itself, you know, at the level of the ground, no Buddhas, no sentient beings. So it's not the nature of, you know, Buddhas and sentient beings. Now, when there is delusion, when delusion arises based on the ground, so the ground is there. The Dharma, so that's why we talk about, you know, the Dharmata nature. So it is never separate. It's always, you know. Uh, with the, the dharmata nature, that the delusion comes about, never separated. The delusion comes about with the dharmata nature. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the, the ground, 
appearances of the ground, the ground, yeah. the uh, appearances, mm -hmm. when they are not recognized, so you have the appearances of the ground are there, they are not recognized, so that's delusion. That's mm -hmm. what we call ignorance. And then, you know, growing from ignorance is just this not, you know, knowing, non-recognition. It just goes, grows more and more and more till, you know, get uh, grosser, coarser and coarser, till, you know, accumulate karma and so on. And so we talk about, you know, impure phenomena, pure phenomena. But the basis of all is the ground. Ground is like the basis on which all phenomena, whether pure or impure, arise. That's um, and so that's why you know because of this ignorance, this non-recognition, then you know, uh, then everything comes about, and then you know up to the uh, the karma, and so because of the karma, then we've been you know circling in in, in samsara, a bit, you know sometimes it's a little bit like in a in a, in a washing machine or something with your head you know upside down, and sometimes the head up, but some other times so when a the head is down means that you go towards more the you know haram and then sometimes you know it heads up so you go a bit to the uh, you know upper rams and the um, you know gut rams and so on so that's uh, it's all come because of that mm. ตัวตัวเบียร์เลยสินะอันนี้ตัวตัวเบียร์มาเนี่ยนั่นละมีกี่ทัดตัวนั่นละมีกี่มีงานละเต็งกูเลยสู้สู้ชั่วสันติกัน
Uh, just a, a follow up on the, on your question as to um, so about the um, ref, uh, listening to teachings and uh, reflecting upon them and so as we said is uh, is very important in order to uh, develop this kind of definitive uh, clear understanding of the uh, of the meaning of the teaching and based on that then we can uh, practice applying the uh, relying on the peace instruction of uh, our teacher and so this is uh, you know um, because the way that uh, that we practice is uh, that we apply those uh, peace instructions given by the teacher based of course on our uh, accumulations of merit and wisdom removing obscurations and uh, but also based on that uh, um, uh, kind of a, um, that certainty that we develop through uh, the study if we if we do that you know by receiving teachings and a number of teachings like on the Majemika for example or on the Buddha nature then we develop uh, a good understanding of um, of this of the subject of emptiness or the Buddha nature so when the uh, the um, the, the Lama then uh, teaches us, give us this uh, peace instructions, you know, to practice with, then uh, the uh, the practice becomes much easier, you know, it's much easier to practice, because then you, you're quite clear, you have a quite clear idea of uh, what it is, you know, after you studied uh, for quite some time, Majamika, reflect upon it, and, you know, then you, you come to have a pretty good idea of what, of what it is. And so when the Lama kind of introduces you more directly to what it is with his peace instructions, uh, it's much easier for you to recognize what it is. And so therefore, this is a, a very important basis for, uh, for, the, for the practice. It just, it, it makes it much easier if you, if you've done, if you've studied, you know, a great deal of Majemika, or if you haven't, then that would make a difference when it comes to, to the practice. And when you have, and you come to develop um, a pretty good idea of, uh, of what emptiness is about, then that, that really, uh, that will support you, support your practice very much. Um, now, having said this also, uh, while reflecting upon those, uh, receiving teachings in the Majemika and reflecting upon those, that also acts as a, as an antidote to uh, destructive emotions, you know, the more you start to have an understanding of what emptiness is about, uh, meaning how things actually are devoid of inherent existence, then uh, 
that um, the more likely you are to uh, kind of uh, avoid certain uh, destructive emotions. You know that that itself, that kind of understanding, act as an uh, antidote to uh, destructive emotions already. So the way um, the way that we we, we practice um, is uh, is as we just said. You know, reflecting and then uh, applying the peace instructions. Do we uh, engage in the practice? Because it is important also to keep in mind that uh, even though uh, uh, receiving teachings and reflecting upon them is extremely important, is uh, is crucial. Yet, however, without the meditation aspect, without the practice aspect, that will not uh, that will not do. We need to actually uh, practice, integrate those uh, uh, those teachings received, and so um, also the aspect of uh, of the practice is important and. You could, of course, uh, uh, a, a, um, a kind of uh, um, meditate upon those uh, those teachings as you study them. You know, there's that also there's a there's a benefit in in doing so. It's a, it's a good thing to do, uh, to do as well. <laughs>